Hello everyone, welcome to my show, Karyap Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian leaders, entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and people who can provide candid insights from their personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host, Priyanka Komla, joining you on our 80th episode of Karyap Startup Leadership Podcast. And in this holiday season, we have an amazing guest with us who's going to provide candid insights on peak performance, wellness, and being the best version of yourself through some amazing techniques. Let me unveil who my special guest is, Sabrina Ronbeck. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, Bianca. Hi, everyone, for listening in. Thank you for having me here. And I so appreciate all of you for joining us on a Sunday. Thank you so much, Sabrina. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, especially in this holiday season. So super excited to know how you can guide us through some amazing techniques to be a better version of ourselves. Yes, yes, please carry on. And I think this is a great place to be as you have interviewed so many experts on the show and definitely is a place where we can have a safe conversation and also just be open and knowing that all of us struggle so much this, no matter which career you're in, much ups and downs, but that doesn't mean we got to stuck in this place. We can continue to reflect on what worked, what didn't work, and that can help us to launch into the better state for next year. That's amazing. Quick reminder for our listeners, we have some amazing giveaways lined up for you. So drop in a quick comment and a hello to let us know which country you're tuning in from. And we'll keep you posted on what those amazing giveaways are with Sabrina. So Sabrina, let me talk a little bit about you to our listeners so they understand why they need to listen to this episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how do you restore your calmness in less than two minutes? How do you restore your wellness and reboot your efficiency so you can be a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in your life? Sabrina Ronbeck is a cardiothoracic surgery physician assistant with more than 10 years of experience in the public health and neuroscience space. And with her own personal experience, after overcoming burnout and feeling stuck in a career that drained her, she became an international peak performance speaker, empowering ambitious professionals to find their voice, reconnect with their passion, and become influential in their fields without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. So I have with you guys the queen of performance and productivity. Welcome to my show, Sabrina. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You're kind and then really bring in this topic uh, very timely in the current era. That's very true. And another important reason is as you start 2021 with your new goals, it's always important for us to reflect on 2020. I know the pandemic has been hard, the job loss, the loss of loved ones. It's been a very tough time, but there are ways in which you can reboot your energy and productivity so we can start the new year on a new note. And here I have Sabrina, who's going to guide us through this amazing process. All right, Sabrina. So let's get started with, you know, some of the recent research that we have discussed. According to the American Psychological Association, 45% of Americans report feeling fatigued and stressed in the holiday season. And I think COVID has really added to this stress factor as well. And about 52% of people are more worried about their finances than 2019. So with all this in mind, you know, people find it very difficult to look at 2021 on a very positive note. 
Tell us what advice would you have as we begin this episode on looking at 2021 with a fresh set of eyes? There's too many things that we can consider. And number one thing is, what do you want today? Do we even have a clarity on what your life journey have brought to you today? How do you feel about the way that you're living right now? And I believe that most of us don't truly have a issue with being overwhelmed and have a stress management or even burnout issue. What the true issue we have is a healthy boundary and leadership issue. It's not something that we're ever taught in school because think about this. When we're younger, the number one question we were all being asked was, what do you want to do when you grow up? And even nowadays, when we go into any networking event or just meeting anybody new, what do people ask you? What do you do? Instead of asking who you are as a person, what do you enjoy? How do you live? That's the question that we don't get asked enough. Somehow our identity is completely attached on the doing part. And in psychology and from my teacher from Stanford, we talk about success is measured by what? Two major factors, knowledge base, which means your EQ, IQ, right? The certification, the degrees, the experience that you have. But those are just knowledge. They're just resources. And even Napoleon Hill said, knowledge is not power until you use it. And when you use it correctly. Just have all that certification and knowledge bank from reading books, podcasts, listening, writing journals won't really help you if you're not using them to be productive, to line into the goal that you want to get into the future. So what's the other part of creating success in your life is what do we call PQ, positive intelligence. And that even measured by two components. What are the nine sabotaging tendencies that you have? Common ones are professionalism, over-logical thinking. Procrastination. Uh, sorry, procrastination is actually not part of it. Um, oh, really? That, that's interesting to know. Tell us more. Yeah, so there are specific nine different categories. These tendencies might lead you to procrastinate, but the specific one measured procrastinate is of them. So avoidance tendency, for example, if an issue comes up, you feel like, oh, just give time, time re will resolve that, then yes, that leads to procrastination because you're waiting for somehow things miraculously resolve itself. And what does that mean to you? You bury the problem into your subconsciousness. So if you're not dealing with right now, then later on, it will pop out into the future that you leave back to not prepare. Even when one of the sabotaging tendency you have, just understanding that sometimes we can still feel that anger, that upset, right? Get stuck in that. But it's knowing how to pivot that out into the more empowerment state of us. And there's five different categories where we 
become more resourceful and love to have curiosity and want to have empathy toward ourselves and other and all these things. And even when we say if we we care about being but it's knowledge base. But if we're stuck, we don't know how to pivot, then we're no better even we learned about all the strategies. So in the time of now, we want to know, and we want all of you listening to ask yourself this one question. How do you feel right now about everything you have accomplished so far? Now, that's a very powerful reminder to us because we fail to take time to reflect on how do we feel about us? We always care about what people around us are thinking more than looking inwards. Exactly. And that's why one of the most useful tool that all my client have told me is I build this burnout bulletproof worksheet. And that's a worksheet I suggest all of them on a weekly basis because we lose track sometimes. We just feel like they're coming at us, always have our own expectation and someone else's expectation. And people feel like, oh, you're really good at planning event. Can you do all this for us? And people who are podcasters like us, oh, well, if you know how to put a production together, how about you help us out, right? But does that mean you really need to do all these projects even though you're good at something? If we're no longer living in the area of both our genius zone, whatever you're really good at, and understanding what our passion zone, and these need to be combined and perform 80% of your time. And that's what people get confused on. They become doing more, 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 feeling like if they do more, they're productive. But if you just put yourself in a round of wearing that busyness like a badge of honor, it doesn't mean it will lead you to the ideal life that you really are thriving for. And then to add on top of that, do you even know what's the ideal way that you want to live? and why you want to live that way. Well, that's a very interesting perspective because most of the times we think about having a busy calendar uh, as a way to reflect on our success. We think being idle means you're lazy or you're not at your peak performance. So it's interesting. So tell me more about peak performance. How do you define that part of it? I think everyone should define their own peak performance. For me to say, really look like is for you to understand what it means what do you need to do as I mentioned actually even earlier what is that part of you that you can perform 80% of your time that are doing things you truly love doing and you're really good at because if you understand things are just you love to do but you're not really good at guess that it's waste of time. It's actually just the hobbies. But if it's things that you're really good at, but you don't love to do, then they become distractions. So you have to be honest self to figure out tasks, project, and the way they perform professionally, personally, that can drive us forward. And that takes some time in the beginning to be honest. And that's why you have alignment worksheet to figure out what are your value systems. And let's keep it simple. Let's just pick three. 
And that become your guidance, that internal compass you create. Whenever something come up and you can say yes and no so easy, no longer feeling like, oh, I have to do this because I want to reach that person, right? You keep pouring, doing all these tasks that are not serving you whatsoever. And at the end of the day, we're not being selfish. We're just being so clear on our value system on how we want to show up, how we wanted to give. At the end of the day, when we can give the of us means you're selective on the people, the time, then you can give quality of your work, no, no longer just quantity. You know, that's a very important thing that we'll have to remember, especially during this holiday season, right, where everybody feels like you need to please a lot of people and you do a lot of things that don't interest you, but you have to do for the sake of doing. On that note, I'm going to acknowledge a couple of our live listeners as well. We have Satya. Hi, Satya. Welcome to the show. We have Hina Girdar, who's joining us from India. Hi, Hina. We have Piyush Bajpai. Uh, hi, Piyush. Great to listen to your show. Great going, Priyanka. Thanks for your kind words, Piyush. We have Tim Gilday. Priyanka, you always bring so much great content to the community. Thanks, Tim, for your kind words. Thank you for this. And congratulations to Sabrina for her contributions. We have Brian Thomas, who says, great guest as always, Priyanka. Thank you, Brian. It's always interesting when we get experts from different fields in Spotlight Asian stories. So I enjoy doing that. We have Susan Pacerno, who says, I'm concerned after COVID that I'll always be worried about you know, getting infection from people, not following social distance and just feeling scared. You know, a lot of these are real world issues that happen to a lot of people. Thanks, Susan, for sharing that concern as well. What advice would you have for somebody like Susan who's stressed because of the social distancing factor and how people take care of themselves? Yeah, such a great question. Thanks, Susan, for bringing that up. You're not alone. I think many people, it doesn't matter, they're like me in healthcare who are exposing for possible COVID patients um, versus I actually know my patient should not have COVID and otherwise we would not operate on them. And versus the general public, you want to be careful on social distancing, wearing masks. Now we have vaccines that really give people hope um, be able to create that herd immunity. Yet we do still have to practice healthy hygiene. Now thinking about fear and love, two distinct, heaviest, strongest motivation in all of our life. We either fearful, and we avoid pain, right? Fight and fly. It just that primitive brain will want to scan for any type of danger, even though there might not be realistic. Because if you're someone who, let's just say, go into grocery store, you grab the wipe, you clean the handle of your cart and wipe down the rim of where you think you might be touching, you're already proactively protecting yourself and you're wearing masks. You are distancing from other people, then you put yourself in a safe spot and not letting others to invade your own boundary. So would you still have that fear? Maybe, but then that fear 
actually an unrealistic fear that you just created for yourself. Most of the time, even in a personal and professional realm, we all want to live in this bubble of comfort zone. And right outside of that comfort zone is that fear zone, unfortunately. But guess what's outside the fear zone? It's growth zone. If you can't even put your feet out, test the water, and do the things that you need to do to grow, we're not to say you have a goal and then you're going to get there tomorrow, but to compound your activities, your resources, grabbing and leveraging other people's resources, and then you can go things much further, right? And just like the African proverb, you want to go fast, you go alone. You want to go further, you go together. So it's about understanding we can have fear, but we have the courage of acting, courage of trying, despite of this outside restriction, we know what doesn't change is our value system of who we are. We can still change our priority, but it doesn't stop us for being, for living. And if you stop living, that unfortunately, that's on you. That's nobody else's fault. But we have to own up our own life. We have to really take ownership of that. So once you're able to step outside the fear zone of just trying something and knowing everyone is going to take precaution so we can live, we can still perform, and then we can start growing, knowing what works, what doesn't work, right? And knowing your best practices. Now, once we start passing the growth zone, it becomes accelerating zone. You really can figure out that one system, either it's your own or someone else's system, to launch you into the sky like a rocket ship. Now, that's a very interesting analogy. And thank you, Susan, for that great question as well. Uh, Susan says, thank you. That's helpful. Now, as you spoke about the, the growth zone and the acceleration zone, you know, one thing we a lot of Asians have is this fear of failure because we are used to conforming to certain traditional standards of society, be it our, the kind of job, the kind of stable paycheck. What advice would you have, especially for the Asian community, to get out of that stereotype zone and embrace more growth and acceleration? I believe it's not just a culture fear. Right? It's any culture. We all are afraid of failing. And that's why we have the touching tendency like professionalism. We feel like unless we put out the best we can ever do, if I put out 110% and then I'm going to be successful. Then I'm going to be happy. But who created a reality? You did. If you're not able to show up, to even show other people what it could look like, then no one can really help you to make that even better. Now, with all of us, fear of failure is there. It exists. I have fear. I have fear every day. I think all of us have some type of fear, but you can spin stuck in the fear of inactivity or still have the feeling of it might not work. 
but being conscious. And she also means I believe something can happen despite of the result. And courage in another level is knowing the consequences. I'm now able and I'm now willing to live with the consequence of inactivity. So think about these two. Is your fear going to stop you from acting? I'm never gonna know if accomplish something. And would you regret that decision so much? Can you really live with yourself? Or you simply wanna just to try, like Einstein, right? You can try to make a libel 10,000 times it failed, but now you actually know 10,000 times that you shouldn't be doing something. And it's just about that one success actually matters. Now, it also means many people don't have patience. Why do I keep going back to asking yourself the question of who you are, what your value system are, and what does that big picture look like for you? If you can visualize so clearly down to the little details, plus adding an emotional gain, all our decisions at the end of the day are emotional driven, right? It, I will ask you guys to think about this. When's the last time people propose a new idea for you? Do you ask yourself, does that feel right? Right, that, that, that's like a sense, do I feel good about it? We don't say, oh, it sounds logical. Like the first thing we actually default back is to the feeling part. So you do have to imagine how good it will feel once you have a bigger goal, create it. That can help us to create momentum. I agree, it's the emotional part of your brain that responds first, right? Because that's how we are psychologically tuned. But tell me this, you know, it's human tendency to have a lot of negative thoughts, a lot of negativity. What is one advice you would have to remove those negative thoughts and pivot them more towards positivity? When we have these negativities in our life, they are about 40 to 80 million thoughts a day. We have this, and that's what's in psychology called mental chatter. Now, 80% higher of those numbers and those ideas that are bombarding your mind are from the previous day. And that's why we constantly need to do reset exercise and what I call them meaty mental vacation. So there are two minutes exercise. And last time I did a workshop in front of a group of overnight nurses, one of them even said, after she came off that 12 hour trip, she can do another 12 hour. Not to say she really should be doing that, but it made her feel that quickly recharged. So think about how you can use that in between your major meetings, presentations. It's not fair for your next team member, for your next client to see how you feel or what worry you had about all the things that you have done right before that. Right. And then for healthcare professional, we're going for people who has clinic, you have one patient after next. Yes, it feels rushed, but at least you can give yourself that minute of break in between. So when we step into the next room, people feel like you're present with them. You're there to actively listening to them and not just worry about 
documenting, not just worrying about getting through things. And that's the key. And one way that I do this is noticing your breath that when we do a slow breath out, that slows down your heart rate. And how about our body? We all know body languages means a lot. And it's not just the expression to other, but knowing where our body lays. And even now, are you sitting down? If you're sitting down, do you feel like your shoulder is kind of slouching and leaning forward? Or you're sitting, have your spine straight up? So you don't put so much pressure on your lower back that you have space in between your neck and shoulder and this is all opened up and when you are able to then i use one of our five senses to highlight that to read your thinking to one of our five senses right it means touch smell taste vision here now we allow ourselves to focus on something that's positive and our senses go very quickly to our neurotransmitters and it just setting off different fires. So if we can redirect our attention to let's just say a pressure point for our eyes and all we did was do exercise for our massage of our eyes, then we can actually brighten our vision and decrease the thoughts that we have for all the chaoses around us. That's how we reset. So anybody who wanted to do that exercise, you can go to sabrinarombach.com forward slash energy to grab a version to try out for yourself. That's amazing. Thank you, Sabrina. And we'll post links to some of these amazing resources out there as part of our episode notes here as well. You bring up a very interesting point, Sabrina, because most of the times we just get through life. We don't realize we have to live life to the fullest and only you have control to do that. No external, you know, material or physical possession or people are going to help you reach to that performance level, right? And thanks for giving that wonderful example. When you're stepping out to meet another person, how do you reset your brain? You know, that got me thinking that your body is like a machine and you need to put in the right kind of inputs to get the right kind of outputs. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. Now, most people come to me and they wanted to learn the best way to get a lot of things done with a short amount of time. And they always say, Sabrina, I just need more time. Then I can get through everything. Now, I have to tell them, actually, you needed to spend less time on the maintaining things that are not in your passion zone or your efficiency zone. I actually understand everything else is distractions. And so you can do the things that truly will light you up in life, right? And that, guess what? That will light you up both in professional, you truly understand you went into your career because you were passionate about something. And most of the time we start losing that once we become such a good machine of doing, doing. So we don't want to turn our passion into a poison. And at the same time, when we're better about knowing when to say yes, when to say no, guess what? You have even more time for all the things you used to enjoy doing by yourself and with your family and friends. So they don't feel like ignoring them because your life has been easy. So at the end of the day, the sixth step usually I take people through, number one, define the ideal life that you truly have. Paint a clear and so you will help yourself to remember. And then 
how can we create continuous momentum so you don't procrastinate, so you understand what you're fighting for. And three, we wanted to master our psychology. What are your sabotaging tendency? Can we remove them? And can we quickly pivot into that human side of you? That you are smart, you are resourceful, and you are confident. And what does a confidence even look like on the three level of personal, social, and skill level? And then how quickly can you reboot your energy? What have you been doing? What's your energy cycle naturally lay? And how can we leverage on that to help you go further. And five, now we can talk about strategy on productivity. After the first three, sorry, first four things, we can't go to productivity if you don't have the first part of it. If you don't know what you want and how quickly you reboot your energy, you won't even do the things that we're gonna put in strategy in place. And then finally, the sixth one is, how can you show up as the most influential key figure in your field? and truly understand how to attract talent to you and not play into the six accidental diminishing tendencies. So you'll show up powerfully, both in your career and in your life. That's a great way to sum up, you know, how you get to productivity, because a lot of times we look at shortcuts to productivity, right? You know, you wake up at a certain time, you get X, Y, Z done and you're set up for the day. But taking a moment to really pause and reflect on what your value system is, what do you really want to do, and what are your energy levels? I think that's very personal to every human being. Yes, uh, it's very personalized. It's not something that we can just say, oh, peak performance looks like this. No, it looks like whatever you want to accomplish. And if we don't know what you want to accomplish, down to a T, right? So specific, then you're just going to do what? like a little bunny, hop around everywhere and trying to search for things and you never really get to where you want to go. That's very true. On that note, I want to give a quick reminder to our listeners. We're going to give away one free exclusive mentor session with Sabrina herself. So continue to drop in a question or a comment during our live show or during our replay and we'll follow up to let you know who that lucky winner is. On top of it, we're also giving away the performance blueprint for five lucky listeners of ours. Sabrina, Sabrina, tell us more about the performance blueprint. Yes, so that's the deep dive that I have with you for about um, 20 minutes of asking you where you are right now and what works and what didn't work. And so I can give you the tips on where do you need to go next? And that one you can apply for five lucky listeners of of our live show and then five on the replay. And you can indicate that you have heard me speaking with Priyanka on Curry Up Startup. And that's how I'm going to pick you. And go to sabrinarombach.com forward slash blueprint. So my full name, sabrinarombach.com forward slash blueprint. Awesome. And to our listeners, do continue to go check out some amazing resources that Sabrina has. So you can create a wonderful 2.0 version of yourself in 2021. So Sabrina, tell us about, you know, you as an Asian woman, uh, you know, there's a, we have a lot of research about the number of women experiencing work-related stress, which is almost 50% higher than men of the same age. And especially in the field of medicine, uh, you know, I, I believe the numbers could be higher. We also have this fact that 
80% of our workforce are women, but you look at the number of people in the C-suite, especially of Asian origin, it's just a handful of people that we can count, you know, for the last few years. So, you know, overall, we figured out that Asians, because of our traditional upbringing, we always feel like we have to be this book smart kids, but not brag about being in the limelight or getting the spotlight that we deserve. So first, I would love to get your take on being an Asian woman in this field and helping others get to their peak performance levels. And then the second aspect is your upcoming book that we would love to talk more about. Yeah, so appreciate it. So I was brought up only child, only girl, all my cousins are males. So what you are saying is so true. Traditional Asian family seeing girls as yes, you, you do really well in school, you got your degree, you got a job, but ideally your family gonna hope that you just get married, find a husband and then have a life, have kids. Why should we be judged on life? On um, whether you mom or not, whether you should be married or single, whether you should be a power mom and working at the same time, like you're supposed to work without a kid and or have a family without a career or both. It doesn't really matter what other people think. We have to be understanding what we need as a human being, as a woman. Now, the statistics have shown us specifically in healthcare industry, we are having 200% higher burnout rate as the average American. And the recent study during the COVID pandemic showing physicians having 64% of burnout and less than 50% of the organization have a support system to help them to overcome pretty scary to say the people who are supposed to take care of all of us are in the state of just overwhelm. And because I have gone through that too, where I have worked my butt off, I got two bachelor degrees, two masters, got a degree, and um, got into one of the biggest heart surgery center in the country. And then for most people, it's like, you made it. But for me, it felt like if I'm in this competitive nature, I better show up even more. And then working 80 plus hours, continue to have more surgical cases, seeing more consults. And one day, it was barely eight o'clock in the morning, I was exhausted because I slept maybe three hours the night before having to be on call again. Now, it wouldn't have been so bad, except I was having a fever, my body felt weak and my hands were even cramping. I was standing there in front of my patient, operating still. Typically, you've been seeing me for the past half hour. I'm rapid fire, I'm listening to music, I'm chatting with people. I was quiet that day. So one of my nurse took pity on me and keep passing Dayquil and cough drop under my mask to keep me going. Now, the next morning when I woke up, covered with night sweat, could barely just get myself a cup of water from the kitchen. So I had to call in sick. The answer I got on the other line was, Sabrina, you're just telling me this now? That felt like a stab in the heart. I've, this story is not unique. I believe all of us have gotten there somehow. 
where you felt sick, it, it's not that big deal. I, I can just keep going. Or the mentality of give me another five minutes. Let me finish this before I think about taking a break. How long can we use the excuse of our client come first? We need to advocate for their need. We need it to be keep going and not put ourselves first. Now, I had to go back to my day of neuroscience and public health and learning from all of these bigger name uh, of performers and learning from my bigger coaches and to realize there are simple ways to really fall back in love with the career that you choose and without all that craziness and feeling like we're just being treated like numbers instead of as human beings who are here just to serve. So in that way, I am proud to be an Asian who are so good at getting things done, being productive, and because our ability, our culture, we got to where we are. However, I'm also really good at being an American rebel who know when to say no a lot of time, just like when we were babies. Do you remember back in it? No, I don't like that. Oh, yes, give me more of this, right? Put yourself into more of a simplicity. Don't overcomplicate your life. And that's why I am collectively with 16 other Asian women to write a book called Asian Women Who Boss Up. Because we all come from different backgrounds. Some people have overcome drug abuse. Some people like me who are steadily moving forward against all odds. And some people who are movie producers, magazine editors, chefs, and we all have a different background, but we all know our value system to truly believe that no matter who you are, how you want to live, you deserve to have that clarity and fight for yourself. I love the title, Asian Women Who Boss Up. How did the idea of bringing together Asian women for this book occur? The book series has been published with health and wellness, has been published in uh, with different category. But if you think about Asian women who are entrepreneurs or who are leaders, there's not that many of us out there. The some of the TV movie has been more of an Asian character. That's great. That's entertainment. But how many resources out there between podcasting, between um, book publishing and entrepreneur or award wise are Asian centered, not many. So we wanted to be someone who really show up differently and highlight this type of us, these women who are usually not highlighted enough, right? It, it, despite the culture differences. So we wanted to highlight this specific area of all of us. That's amazing. And we're looking forward to your book launch, which I believe is going to happen in March 2021. So congratulations. And the whole Korea Startup Leadership Podcast community and clan is here to cheer for you. Thank you so much, everyone. All right. So let me ask you this, Sabrina. What is your personal technique to calm yourself in less than two minutes? That's the uh, the exercise that I told everyone to you can feel free to grab and uh, go to sabrinarombach.com forward slash energy and uh, that exercise as I mentioned before built in with your breath with knowing your body position and visualization highlighting one of your 
this and add at the end to set a new intention on how to show up when you finish this. You know, these kinds of breathing techniques, visualization techniques go a long way to, to really reflect at life. And I'm, I'm so glad we have these you know, different resources. And I'm going to go check it out myself to see what are some new techniques that I can embrace in the new year as well. So thank you, Sabrina, for all those amazing insights that you have. We have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready for it? Let's go. All right. So you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind in one word when I say the following. Who's your role model? Brandon Burchard. What does happiness mean to you? Joy. How do you define success? Elevation. What is one fun thing about Sabrina that's exclusive to our Career Startup Podcast listeners? I'm also a dancer. That's pretty cool. What kind of dance? I used to do, uh, I trained in ballet when I was little and then did a lot more hip hop back in the day. And college years was uh, jazz performance for football, basketball teams. That's pretty cool. I love ballet. It, it gives you that sense of calmness. Uh, I, I love it for that part of it. All right. So the final question that I have for you is, what is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? My native language is Chinese. And uh, I really, uh, do you want the words in the native language or English? I would love it in the native language and then a translation in English for our listeners as well. Mong, um, fierce. That's pretty cool. Is that how people around you see you? I think people see me as someone who would want to throw myself a dance party and show off. Doesn't matter if someone's watching or not. You know, that's an amazing way of living your life to the fullest is what I truly believe in. Thank you so much, Sabrina. You know, it's been wonderful to get to know your journey and how you're using the techniques that you've learned as well as you've researched on to be in the peak performance zone. How do you embrace wellness? How do you embrace calmness to lead, to lead a stress-free life? So I'm looking forward to learning more about your work and seeing how we can feel inspired. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. We appreciate you spending the past hour with us on a Sunday as you're launching into 2021. I'm happy to listen to what struggles you have gone through in 2020 and how to give you a better direction into 2021. So go free to apply at sabrinarombach.com forward slash blueprint. And then please subscribe to this awesome podcast that Priyanka has been hosting and to go to YouTube or stay on LinkedIn. Uh, and I believe her podcast is all on all the major podcast platforms. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for your kind words. And to our listeners, one key takeaway on our episode 80 with Sabrina Runbeck, peak performance speaker, is try to figure out what you're passionate about, what you love doing, and then say no to other things that are a distraction. And I really love the analogy of kids, you know, where they clearly say a no when they don't like certain things. And I think we need to embrace that attitude in our life sometimes to live a healthy, happier life. So on that note, I'm going to let you guys start thinking about what are your values? What are your core things that you stand up for? And I think that's an exact blueprint that will help you guide through the other resources that are out there in the world. Uh, there are some on Sabrina's website as well that you would, uh, that I would encourage you all to check out. Uh, and, you know, uh, 
it's been hard times for a lot of us and acknowledging that is very important and not shying away or trying to think that time is going to fade away uh, all those emotions uh, you know that's one of the challenges that we have with our community so acknowledge your emotions and start moving one step forward to lead a better healthier and a happiest version of yourself uh, and we'll also put in a link where you can get more resources from Sabrina on her peak performance blueprints as well as getting that amazing energy vibes for 2021 so stay tuned on to our episode notes until another episode that's happening tomorrow this is your host Priyanka Komla signing off from Kareep Startup Leadership Podcast a podcast to spotlight world class asian leaders entrepreneurs innovators who provide candid insights from their personal journey to inspire you have a wonderful rest of the day Thank you.